When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Children impact our marriage in a way that's often looked over simply because we're parents. And today we're going to unpack what it looks like when our children are impacting our marriage. And then I'm going to give some advice on how to overcome some of these situations and these circumstances. Now, if you don't have kids, I guarantee that this information If you take heed to it, you'll be able to hold on. And when you do have children, if that's what your wife and uh, yourself plan to do, then this will definitely come up in some way, shape or form. I have four notes. There are definitely more than four impacts on our marriage when we talk about our kids. But these are the four that seem to be coming up in a consistent basis whenever I talk to friends or family members or really just observing how my kids impact the relationship between my wife and I. So with that said, let's roll the intro and then get into the content. Welcome to the Husband's Coaches Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Husband Coaches Corner. As you heard in the intro, we're talking about impacts that kids have on marriage. Now, I have four of them. I believe that everyone will be able to resonate with at least one, maybe two, hopefully all of these topics. Now, this is not an exhaustive list of the amount of topics or areas that children impact our marriage. These are just some of the more common ones. If you have a specific question that you want to ask, you can go into the show notes and you'll be able to find an email address. You can shoot me an email and say, hey, Chris, I have a question about this when it comes to impacts of kids on marriage. Uh, I've been a parent for 12 years now. And no, I am not in the game long, but uh, 12 years, I've absolutely learned a lot about balancing work life with family life with my relationship with my wife. We've been married. uh, It'll be 14 years this June. So uh, and we've been together longer than that. And just because of that, you know, I, I think that I can offer a little bit of advice on that. So if that's something you have a question about uh, children impacting the marriage, please email me a question and I'll do my best to answer it. And if I can't, I will consult with my group of uh, men that I consult with and see if, you know, we can come up with something. If you haven't already, go into the show notes. There's a free email list. All you have to do is put in an email address and a name. I'll send you the number one tool that I use right now to assess my wife. And I'm actually working on an update to it. So for those of you who are already on the mailing list, you'll get a new copy of the wife journal. For those of you who are joining the mailing list, uh, you'll get the 
uh, current copy of the wife journal. And as soon as I get done with the full version of what I want to release as the wife journal, then you'll get that as well. What you also get when you sign up is the monthly drills for all of the episodes that come out throughout the month. And then last but absolutely not least, if you are listening to this podcast on a platform that allows for rating, reviews, or anything of the sort, uh, I ask that you do that. It just helps this podcast continue to grow and gets it into the hands of people who may be looking for this. And if you know that there's someone who is specifically looking for the things that uh, I talk about here on the podcast, share it with them. Uh, And, you know, I would greatly appreciate that. So let's go ahead and jump right into number one. So very first thing, we have to learn how to balance our time. And when we learn how to balance our time, that sounds very cliche, right? And very simple and cookie cutter. But truthfully, some of the more complex things in life have very simple answers. They're not always easy to apply, but the answer is simple. We have to balance our time. And when I say balance our time, that means if you have to, if you're a very, very busy person, uh, you may need to put time on your calendar. And I know no one wants to feel like they're blocked into a certain amount of time. But the, the truth is you only got so much time in a day. If you have other obligations, then you're going to have to put people in where you don't have those obligations. I will suggest, as I've always suggested, if you can cut back on the obligation, then absolutely cut back on the obligation. But if you can't, then you have to map map out the time. And and, uh, the best way to do it is to put it on a calendar and manage expectations by sharing it with your wife. All right. Now, depending on the age of your kids, uh, you may not have to share a calendar. And, you know, I'll be honest, I don't share a calendar with my kids, but my kids know that every evening at some point in the evening, it's going to be an opportunity for us to play. Either I go and we play dolls uh, or we play a card game or something of that sort. So I'm giving my kids their time. Very, very uh, deliberate time, just as I give my wife very, very deliberate time. And often my wife plays the games with us. So it's really a family affair when we're playing these games and it just works out. When when we talk about balancing, some days you're going to spend more time with your wife and other days you're going to spend more time with your children. This is perfectly fine. All right. Uh, Obviously. You can't spend all your time with one and all your time with the other. You're going to have to spend more time with your children on some days and more time with your wife on other days. That's just the way it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. What you really want to do is be intentional on the way that you set up this time between you and your wife and then you and your kids. That there's nothing more complicated about or simple than that. Uh, it doesn't have to be overly complicated, right? So the next thing is uh, in relationship to balancing your time with your kids and your wife is don't allow your kids to be a hindrance to you spending time with your wife. Don't let them become the reason that you're not spending time with your wife. That time that you set up for your wife, whatever it is, the quality time, make sure that you are available 
I can't speak. Make sure you are available so that way you can spend that time with your wife and embrace with her uh, as a husband should and, you know, be able to get to know what's going on with your wife in that exact moment in this season of life. All right. Don't let the kids uh, get in the way of that. This may mean that you have to be way more intentional with getting your wife uh, involved with coming into, uh, you know, whatever the event is, if you're going to watch a movie or if you're just going to sit down and have a cup of coffee, if you're going to read a book together, go on a walk, whatever, you may have to, you know, kind of guide your wife into, hey, this is our intentional time. Uh, as much as you should safeguard the time, you should encourage your wife to safeguard the time as well and make sure that she's aware of when that time is. This is why I say it's important to put it on a calendar, because if it's on a calendar, uh, you can both see it. You can map it out. If calendars don't work for your lifestyle, write it on a dry erase board or put it on a sticky note and put it somewhere where your wife can always see it. So that way she's reminded, hey, at this point, we're going to spend time together uh, and make sure that the kids are taken care of, be it you get a babysitter if you're going out on a date or maybe it's after their bedtime. So you spend the evening with the kids, you get them ready for bed, they go to bed and now you have your time with your wife, whatever that is. It could even be early in the morning. You wake up early in the morning. Uh, it could be that lunch break that we talked about um, in some of the other episodes where if you can have an opportunity to eat lunch with your wife, maybe that's your time. I don't know. Whatever works for you. I'm not going to continue driving that one home. And then the last thing is, you, and it, it goes along with the don't allow your kids to be the reason you don't spend time, is set boundaries. You have to set boundaries for your kids. All right. Uh, as a parent, we have to tell our kids what that left and right limit is. If we don't do it, then our kids, they don't understand that we need to spend time with our wives, their mother. So you got to set boundaries. Once you set boundaries, it becomes that much easier because they know, no, I can't go and intrude on that time. Mommy and daddy are spending time unless it's an emergency, you know, set realistic expectations and and goals for your kids to understand what those boundaries are. And don't think because my kid is three years old, they don't understand boundaries. They understand. It's because of your reaction at the point that they start to cross those boundaries, they realize that those boundaries are not as uh, stern or as strict as you make it out to be because whenever they uh, go against those boundaries or push up against it, you just topple over. So you have to set the boundaries, maintain them and be consistent. So number two, conflicts in discipline. Now, this is an impact on marriage that I think has uh, plagued a lot of marriages and people have probably gotten divorced over this. I don't have any data to substantiate that, but it is very, very clear uh, in a lot of the marriages that I've just experienced in husbands that I've talked to uh, discipline 
and the children, man, that is a tough one. All right. Here's the reason why some men are a little bit more aggressive in the way that they discipline because their upbringing was this kind of uh, very rigid approach to discipline in the house. And as long as it is not abusive and the correction or the discipline is in love, uh, I don't I, I don't have any issues with that. Um as long as you're not putting the child's life in danger and causing them undue harm, uh, then yeah, or any type of harm. Um, you know, I, I am a believer in spanking, but with lots of lots of constraint and spanking should not be the first choice. But that the again, discipline, right? Maybe your wife doesn't really care for spanking. Maybe she doesn't care for taking stuff away if they're a little bit older. Uh, or if you're a creative disciplinary father, uh, you know, making your kids do squats or push-ups or write essays or stuff like that. Maybe your wife just doesn't agree with whatever your discipline style is. That can cause an impact on the marriage, uh, mostly because you feel like your wife is against you and She's not necessarily against you as an individual, unless, of course, that is one of the the challenges that you're facing in your marriage, where your wife is constantly going, uh, contradicting you and, and going against you, in which case it is extremely important that you get a third party counselor involved because uh, you need someone to be the mediator or the moderator, or whatever, uh, to come in between and hear what you're saying so you guys can communicate and your wife can understand where you're coming from and you can understand where your wife is coming from. Uh, because whenever you're in a circumstance where your wife is constantly contradicting you, it probably has something to do with miscommunication. And because it's happening so frequently, you probably don't have very good communication to begin with. Uh, which is why you need that third person to kind of understand and unravel the onion, so to speak, figure out what's causing this uh, miscommunication between your wife and yourself. Now, the conflict of discipline coupled with number three, which is conflicts in the direction for kids to go. I have seen combinations of this. When um, I've seen combinations of this lead to very, very heated conversations and arguments in marriage and uh, even in my own marriage, uh, we have had conversations about discipline and direction. So to be clear, when I talk about direction, I'm saying the the goals that we we kind of set for our children. Uh, the character that we want them to have, the uh, the skill sets that we want them to learn. Right. Um, I want to teach my kids responsibility. And the way that I teach responsibility is by making a very regimented calendar of things that I need my children to do as they get older. I lower my initiative in telling them what needs to be done. And allowing them to take the initiative to 
start doing the things because it becomes more of a routine. Now, when they do not do what they're supposed to do based off of what the expectation is, then I have a disciplinary uh, response. And sometimes that I'm a very creative, uh, disciplinary person. Uh, because I think that the best way to get through to a person is to find the thing that that person really enjoys. So whatever uh, my oldest daughter is enjoying at that moment, and I find ways of making that less enjoyable for her uh, all the way up to the point that I take it away. Um, case in point, my oldest daughter is playing her Nintendo Switch and she plays this game called Animal Crossing. Well, if she hasn't completed her responsibilities, I turn off the Internet on this game. She can't play the game. And so then she gets, you know, not upset, but she's like, the Internet's not working. And apparently I'm the only one who knows how to fix the Internet in the house, which may be true. Uh, So she'll come to me and say, hey, dad, the Internet's not working. And then at that point, I let her know. Well, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So the Internet's not going to do what it's going to do. And, you know, that that's one of the ways that I discipline her. And she catches on really quick. Like, oh, he's serious. He when he tells me that it's my responsibility to do my laundry, make my bed, take the trash out uh, and empty the dishwasher. You know, like these aren't complicated things for her to do. But sometimes my wife, you know, because uh, that's not the only disciplinary action. Uh, sometimes I, you know, I could go a little bit beyond my wife's comfort zone in the way that I discipline my children. Uh, not in any harmful way. I'm not an abusive parent. I love my girls and I raise them with tons and tons of respect. Uh, but I do pull them out of their comfort zone. Uh Case in point, my oldest daughter, she loves to sleep in. Well, she's supposed to be out of the bed with her bed made by eight o'clock. If she doesn't have her bed made by eight o'clock and she's not out of the bed, then I I wake her up at the time that I feel. Now, I get up early. I My alarm clock goes off at five now. Uh, so I'm usually out of the bed between five and five thirty. I can wake up my daughter at any point between that time and eight o'clock. My wife doesn't agree with this because we homeschool and the way that I discipline my daughter. If she wakes up too early, she's grumpy during school, which causes issues. The direction that I want my daughter to go has caused a conflict in the discipline with my wife because it's impeding on her ability to teach. And because my wife and I have really good communication, uh, we were able to talk this through and I made an agreement with her that I will give the poker face that I will wake up my daughter at five o'clock in the morning because I've done it before. So my daughter knows that I'm willing to do it, but I made a silent agreement to my wife that I won't wake her, wake up our daughter prior to 715. So when 715 comes, I'm going to wake up our daughter and I'm going to supervise her making her bed uh, until she proves that she can get up on her own and do it. Uh, And 
715 is like the sweet spot because uh, they start school at 830. So that's perfect for my wife. That gets our daughters up. They can eat breakfast if they choose to and be ready for for their day uh, in school. But I'll be honest, earlier on in in and when I say earlier on, I really mean like maybe a year and a half, two years ago. This was a point of conflict and it impacted our marriage because I was watching my daughter uh, kind of turn into a lazy child. And my daughter is not a lazy child, but she was starting to develop those habits. So when you see those habits as a parent, you just want to correct them uh, instantly. Well, because I was seeing this and my wife didn't agree with, you know, the direction that I wanted my daughter to go because she didn't see it as a problem uh, because my wife grew up being able to sleep in and and, and hang out and uh, kind of take her time up until it was time for her to get ready to go to school. So my wife thought that I was being a little aggressive and um, maybe I was, maybe I wasn't. I don't know. I I'm I'm an early riser. And I think that there's benefits in getting up early. So I'll leave it there. Nonetheless, the conflict that my wife and I had was specific to the direction that I was driving my child and then the discipline when my child was not responding to that direction. Now, there could be other circumstances that impact the marriage. Uh, In our culture today, the family... And the goals of the parent to the child or the child even uh, starts to set their own goals when you get into the teenage years. Uh, And with our gender neutral society and all these other uh, challenges that, you know, weren't really around 15 years ago, uh, those things are slowly impacting the marriage. Uh, in what people like to call conservative homes. Uh, and if you are a if 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 one spouse is a conservative and the other spouse is leaning more towards the liberal side and the child is in the middle, uh, you know, parents, we we are responsible for the direction of our children. The school system wants to try and take that over. I don't agree with that. Uh, The school system should teach basic arithmetic and skills. But when we talk about character, character is something that's taught at the house uh, with the parents. Now, you can learn character through the, the company that you keep. And, you know, so that's another way. But I will, this isn't a podcast on that. Moral of the story. There are more conflicts in just the direction piece for children, because as they grow older, they're going to start to come up with their own direction where it's like, hey, you know what? I want to be a a travel basketball player or I want to be on a gymnastics team um, or I want to be a professional video gamer, you know, and then one parent may support the child's dream on that and the other may not. Now, wherever you fall in, you know, you can plug that in. But the moral of the story on that one is it will impact the marriage 
And you have to be prepared to have that communication with your wife in order to mitigate as much of the conflict as possible. It's not going to be perfect, but it will absolutely be something worthwhile and you should be able to mitigate it uh, over time. Now, the fourth thing, uh, and this is the final note, is authority challenges and blended families. Now, this coupled with number two of the conflicts and discipline, these two things, a blended family, and I guess I should explain a blended family. Uh, If you're not familiar with a blended family, these are families where uh, husband, wife get married and there's already kids that either one of them have or both of them have uh, prior to the marriage. Um, These are considered blended families. So families with step siblings or step parents, uh, that is where the the blended family comes from. Now, uh, um, I, I served as a children's director at a church and I've experienced a lot of blended families and in the blended home, one of the parents doesn't feel adequate at times. And that's because the other parent did not charge the step parent with the authority, so to speak, to train up the child and to discipline the child. This causes so much of an impact on the marriage because there were many times when the father and it's typically the father, right? Uh, of the stepchildren. So the stepfather, if you will, he's the one that is not charged with the authority to discipline the child. And that's because of a few different reasons and you know, there's not enough time to go through all of them. But one of the main reasons is trust. Uh, the wife does not trust the husband to adequately discipline and train up the child or guide the child. Uh, so they withhold the ability to discipline the child to themselves. So uh, this is where, you know, you start to see a uh, stepfather say, oh, yeah, I have to tell her mom or tell his mom and she'll deal with it. Uh, and I'm not I'm not going to speak into if that's right or wrong. All right. Because based on that marriage and that situation, maybe that is the best solution. However. As a father. And as a husband, this is an impact to the marriage, because when your wife doesn't trust you, you start to treat the marriage a little bit different. Uh, But even more so, you start to treat the child a little bit different. Um, And this is where, you know, the term redheaded stepchild kind of comes into play when you start treating the stepchild like like like, oh, yeah, you ain't my kid. Uh, And for some some husbands. The blended family is such a challenge because uh, the stepfather doesn't feel like he even wanted to be involved with kids. Uh, But because, you know, the determination to marry the child's mother continue to stick around and uh, 
kind of just said, we'll see how this plays out. I've met a lot of people in that particular situation over the years of, of just coaching husbands. Um, and I'll be honest, once they get to a point where they have a genuine conversation with their wife and they learn what their left and right limits are on discipline, they have a deliberate conversation. Uh, and I've been a part of some of these conversations. Uh, and, you know, the sometimes the wife is like, oh, man, I didn't even think about that. Uh, yeah, you should absolutely have the ability to do this, this, this and, and, and this. Um, <laughs> and those conversations are great because it it is literally just a miscommunication or the lack of communication on the subject. However, there's the other side where the mother is extremely overprotective um, and the mother is like, no, I don't want you to be able to do this because this is my child and I'll talk about it with his father or her father. And let me be clear when when I hear those statements uh, as a moderator in the communication, uh, my heart goes out to the husband who's st- who's standing there and he's like, well, because you are handcuffing me, I feel less authoritative in my own home, which absolutely when when we as men feel less authoritative, especially in our own home, we tend to respond differently to our wives, which turns into a conflict in the marriage. Uh, So when I hear those statements from the wife, I always try my best to caution because I'll never step in and say, no, that's wrong. All right. Uh, Because it may work out perfectly fine in their relationship. Uh, But instead, I, I do my best to caution the wife on what impacts that is. And and we turn the conversation less about the kids and now more about how that's impacting their marriage, because uh, as long as they agree that that's the, the standard and they can work out to a resolution in their marriage that's beneficial for the both of them, then absolutely. Uh, that is probably going to be the better conversation to have at that moment. Um, now, let's flip that. The father brings kids into the marriage and now there's a stepmother involved. I've only experienced a handful of these situations and these ones are usually pretty simple. Uh, And, you know, I hate to be stereotypical, but the impact of the kid is less from the kid, from the husband and the wife. And it's more from the baby mama. And I hate to say it like that. Uh, The mother of the child. We'll we'll put it like that because. uh, And no, you know what? There's a difference between a mother of a child and a baby mama. All right. The mother of a child is focused more about taking care of the child and not really impeding on the marriage uh, that is happening Regardless of if she agrees with it or not, she only cares about the well-being of her child uh, and will 
handle her business with the father in a respectful way that is productive for the child. That is a mother, right? She's looking out for her child and rightfully so. A baby mama is very, very uh, vindictive at times and could even be detrimental to a marriage because she'll talk down about the stepmother in the circumstance. And so then the kid feels they don't have to listen to the stepmother, which then causes an impact to the marriage because now the stepmom feels like she has no authority. And if the father does not step in and manage that situation, that will lead to some huge impacts to the marriage. Now, how do you deal with that situation? The best way of dealing with uh, baby mamas, all right, is to be very, very clear in everything that you do when interacting with the mother of the child and with your wife. What I mean by that is if your if your visitation of the child is at whatever time on whatever day or whatever weeks or however that works, whatever your visitation worked out to be. Be consistent at getting there, taking taking care of your child. And if there's any communication that needs to happen, you are the conduit for the communication between the baby mama or the mother's child, the child's mother, sorry, and yourself. Especially if your wife and the mother of the child don't get along. You have to be in the middle of that. You can't just sit back as the husband or as the father and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let them handle that. Like, no, <laughs> no, uh, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, criticizing people, but that is the weak man's move. All right. That, that, that is a straight punk move. You got into the situation that you're in. You are the common denominator. Between those two ladies, right? They both were in a relation. One was in a relationship with you and the other one is married to you. You owe it to your wife to not defend the mother of your child. You know, obviously there's there's some moral values in making sure that your wife isn't being disrespectful at the same time. But it is your responsibility because of your actions or the actions that led to whatever your situation is, you do have a role in that and you need to own the responsibility of that where you go in between the two of them and you consult for each of those actions until, and you know, hopefully it gets to a point where both ladies can communicate on a, uh, on a cordial basis. If there's that tension now, again, I classify this as the baby mama causing the impact uh, with the kid, but the kid, like children, they just do whatever their parents, they see their parents doing or their parents tell them to do in most cases. There are very few kids that step 
outside of that particular uh, bubble. If the baby mama is causing the child to perceive uh, your wife as a threat or as an issue or as a problem, that can be detrimental. The other thing, and this goes both ways, uh, whoever the step parent is in the circumstance, discipline seems to always be a point of contention with the biological parent. So as a father uh, or as the stepfather in in the marriage, if you discipline the child and the biological father uh, is you know, in the child's life and um, they can become offended or upset with the way that you discipline the child and vice versa. If you uh, if your wife does something and your your child's biological mother decides that she doesn't agree with that discipline, that can cause issues because uh, anyone who's listened to this podcast as a parent, we know that our children love to play both sides of the fences. All right. They love to say, well, my mama said, or my daddy said, and then that, you know, that brings you at odds with your other half, uh, or the mother or father of the child outside of the marriage. And again, blended families, they pose their own challenges. They can all be overcome, but, a blended family requires the highest level of interpersonal communication um, and very deliberate uh, communication. You can't just show up and hope that it all works out. Right. Uh, there's so many people who they, they struggle in the blended family. I believe that there is a lot of uh, opportunity in the blended family. You just have to find where that opportunity lies and capitalize on it uh, and improve the areas that are impacting the marriage because the child is, uh, you know, kind of playing both sides of the fence that that is detrimental to marriages. And um, a lot of blended families, they they make it for the long haul. But there's also a lot of blended families that uh, they fall apart and those impacts come from the kids. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of harsh resentment. And when you start to resent a child because the child isn't yours or biologically not yours and you don't see this as an opportunity to love on a child in your home and, and instill characters or instill character and morals. Um, and you just see the child as an object or a burden. That's even worse. Uh, man, that, that is for a whole nother, uh, episode. Maybe I'll do an episode talking about just being a stepfather, uh, from the people that I've spoken to, cause I am not a step parent. Uh, so I can't speak from experience, but, uh, maybe I can get a few individuals that I can interview for that. Uh, so, yeah. Well, 
that is today's episode. And I want to recap on all of the impacts that kids have on marriage. The first one is impact on the resource of time. The second one is the conflict in disciplining the child. The third one, conflict in direction for the child. And then the fourth one, authority challenges with blended families. Uh, Now, any combination of these or all of these can absolutely impact a marriage. Overcoming them starts with communication. That's the very first step. And I'll be even more specific. It starts with a deliberate dialogue of the desired outcome for whatever the impact is. So if the impact is I don't get to spend enough time with my wife because my kids are just hogging all the time. Then you have a deliberate conversation about the outcome with your wife of where you are right now. So you're saying, hey, I'm not feeling like we spend enough time together. And then you map that out. Or maybe the conflict is discipline. You start with a very deliberate conversation. Hey, look, I would like to discipline this way. And here's the reason why. Explain why you are disciplining in the way that you are. Because when your wife understands your why, the what becomes a little bit more clear. But if you're doing the what with no why behind it, then your wife gets a little confused and may get abrasive and say, no, that's not good. I don't like the way that you discipline. Conflicts and direction for the kids. As parents, we have goals and a, a, a direction in mind for our children. And as our children get older, they will develop a goal and direction for themselves that they want to pursue as they, uh, quote unquote, find their identity. All right. Nothing wrong with that. I played tons of sports in my teenage years. I went through a ton of Uh, wardrobe changes until I found one that I felt the most comfortable in. Uh, These types of things as a parent, you know, uh, obviously, you know, we don't want our our children to wear things that are unbecoming of the the character of the household. Right. Um, Always think of it as our last name is essentially like our brand and If the child is representing the last name or your brand in a manner that is unbecoming of it, then, you know, that's grounds for uh, and that's a whole nother conversation. Moral of the story, conflicts of direction that is very uh, convoluted and deep. But in in the context of today's episode, all you got to do is really pay attention to the fact that direction from both parents is important to talk about for the child. So that way you are on the same sheet of music. Uh, And if you really look at it, all of these, even number four with the authority of uh, challenge or authority challenges for the blended families, all four of these uh, are impacts that separate. When you overcome the impact that separates 
what you're really doing is drawing the family closer together. So if you can find balance in these things, you are going to have a more meaningful, a more rich, a more loving uh, marriage and relationship. But you're also going to be a very, very present father in the midst of all of that. So I highly recommend that you take some time to go over uh, the content of this podcast. You may have to listen to it a few different times so that way you, you know, things sink in. But jot down some things that maybe are impacting your marriage uh, in relationship to your kids. If your kids are uh, causing impacts. Now, if you don't have kids, what I recommend you do with this this material is you sit down with your wife and if you are planning on having kids, start the conversation about the first three things, uh, impacts on time resources, conflicts in discipline and conflicts in the direction of the kids. Uh, talk about those first three right now. There's no reason that you have to wait. That's perfect uh, future focused content. As I talked about in other episodes, uh, this is a perfect opportunity for you to just map that stuff out and say, hey, when we have kids, uh, here's how I was raised. And this is kind of the, the way that I lean towards disciplining. How do you feel about that? Because then you guys are making a conscious decision on some things that will impact your marriage uh, should you not have a plan ahead of time. So. Highly recommend that you do that uh, with the content. Like always, uh, I appreciate all of the listeners as the podcast continues to grow. I just want to say thank you for all of the listeners and supporters. Uh, please, if you got a question, check the show notes. There's an email address that you can shoot me an email and you know you can just say, hey, I really appreciate the content or uh, thank you for whatever it is, or, Hey, I got a question. Uh, you can even say, you know, I didn't quite agree with this and we can have a conversation about that. Uh, I am 100% open to feedback, uh, because I never want to come across as an expert. Uh, however, I will come across as experienced either through communication with people who have experienced it, or I have personally experienced it. I'll never bring something onto this podcast that I have not uh, done due diligence to research and uh, present to the best of my ability because I'm not a licensed therapist or anything like that. I'm just a marriage coach. All right. And as a coach does, uh, we run drills to help couples develop skills so they can perform better in the situation that presents itself. That's all that we do as as marriage coaches. So, uh, you know that I'm going to leave the episode there and I hope you guys all have a wonderful day until next time. I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day.